When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Love potion number nine. Number nine. Number nine. This week on the Story Song Podcast. I hear the tale Everybody, welcome back to the Gory Song Podcast. Uh, this I is did our... not sign off on that. <laughs> that was. Oh, I know. Hold on, just so it's clear. We'll give that uh, points not... for effort. But <laughs> well, I can't believe this is our third. By the way, this is our Halloween special. Yes. Um, and it's our third one. It's the first time I I thought of that. So <laughs> I, I can't believe it took me this long. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, guys. That. Guys, no more of this. No more of this. Let's let's get back on track. It's our Halloween special. Uh, I'm Dan Hackinerney. <laughs> this is gonna be the whole episode. I'm Rachel Oaks. Uh huh. And I'm Michael Gazelle. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't have uh, one for myself. Guys, uh, I'm sorry. We have to take that again because, uh, as you, of course, you know, uh, your name is Rachel Croaks. Oh, that's good. Um, and Michael's. I have Michael's. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Michael Goulzel. Oh, Michael Goulzel. I like that. I like that. And it also I was sounds, say, it almost, and it was, also almost sounds like Robert Goulet, so it works on so <laughs> many levels. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> um, Vera said that. I was going to go with uh, my, my kill gazelle, but I think I like my mm. Goulzel even better. So, um, <laughs> I hate Halloween. I also, I also want to be to the audience at home. Want to be clear? Purposely did not mention I was going to do this before we got started because I knew we would get shot down. Uh, <laughs> I'm forced it oh, through. Man. Anyway, uh, this is the Story Song Podcast. On this podcast, uh, we walk you through the world of a story song, and this week. We're doing Love Potion number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, this version, the most, the, I think the most popular version, most famous version is by The Searchers, mm-hmm. uh, released in 1964. Is this a Halloween song? Is this a Halloween song? Um, it is uh, one that they play a lot. I'll say that. Uh, I don't know how scary it is. Um, uh, I don't think, I think it's, it, yeah. I, I don't think it's about being scary. I think it's about being, um, uh, it, you know he he changes, so there's a lot of changing. In it's a Halloween. Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Right. It's that kind of thing. It's not scary per se, but it's about somebody changing who they are. It's yes. um, supernatural. 
There we go. It is. It's definitely supernatural. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, you know, there's potions. Yep. It has the most important thing about Halloween. Love. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what they don't tell you is that it is uh, pumpkin spice flavored love potion. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. So it is. It that... is technically a Halloween song. Right. Right. Yeah, they have that now. Yeah, that this was the first pumpkin spice. Yeah, uh, that was <laughs> that was uh, that was invented. Uh, still, have never got an answer of uh, what what spice comes out of a pumpkin exactly. Starbucks, you know, never mind. It's fine. We'll, we'll worry about that later. Uh, I mean, I could go on a whole rant about it because it makes zero sense, <laughs> but uh, it's fine. We're not going to. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll write We're a blog post about it. Get ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> My YouTube reaction video is going to come out about it. The thumbnail of the video is just you looking surprised and holding a Starbucks cup. <laughs> what? I took my troubles down to Madame Rue. You know that gypsy with the gold cap too. She's got a pad down a pretty potent vine. Selling little bottles of love potion number nine. Uh, he says, I took my troubles down to Madame Rue. Okay. Which, by the way, is French for Madame Street. Right. So <laughs> let's start there. Or Mrs. Street. <laughs> sure. Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah, you're right. Well, is, yeah. Is, Madame, is Madame French? Yeah. I'm genuinely, okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. It could be like, a, what, what do I know? Uh, okay, so he took his travels down to Madame Street, uh, to Mrs. Street. <laughs> she was an extra character in Clue. You know that gypsy with the gold tap too? Um, I'm going to say, first of all, no. I don't know. I don't know what you're what you're talking about. Um, it she got she's got a pad down on Thirty Fourth and Vine selling little bottles of Love Potion Number Nine. Yes, Rachel. So I was gonna say here here's the thing: how many gypsies are in this town that he right. needs to clarify <laughs> which one it is? Yeah, he says. You, I took my double troubles down to Madame Rue. Uh, okay, you're, I don't know who you're talking about. It's the gypsy. Keep going. I don't know. There's so many gypsies <laughs> so with these many. potions in this town. With the gold cap tooth. Ah, uh, uh, yes, sure, yes, sure, yes. Sure. Yeah, that one. Um, first of all, I always thought until I did the research that it was the gypsy with the gold tattoo. I don't know if I was the only one <laughs> who thought that. Because gold tap gold capped tooth is a is a mouthful, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Now, we do have to say, uh, this is an old song. Uh throwing the word first of all, the word gypsy in itself is not great. Um, also tying it to like, you know, people who are magical and have magic powers. Um, we dealt with this with right. gypsies, tramps, and thieves, although that was a little different because she was, and, you know, but I mean, also, you know, shares not whatever. Anyway, the point being you got, look, <laughs> let me just say this, uh, American history, not great. Okay. We, we know we got, it, <laughs> it is yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. issues, but the more important, Listen, the more important thing is that this is Ma- Madam Street and she might be Ru McC- related to Rue McClanahan. Right. That's the only thing we need to know about her. Um, and she's magical. She might be Rue McClanahan. Oh. Maybe she is Rue McClanahan. Did Rue- 100% Rue McClanahan has love potions. Abs- oh, absolutely. <laughs> Rue McClanahan as Blanche. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she definitely had bottles of, of like little things of alcohol that she called love potions, I would guess, right? Well, well, to get to, I think, the biggest question, love potion number nine, mm-hmm. is that the only number potion she sells? 
Well, there, is it like a vending machine? <laughs> Were there eight failures before it? This is right. a good question. Because P.S. Get ready to, for love potion number ten because this one don't go so well either. Well, but I, that's the question. I can spoil something that I was going to bring up later, but it's it's fine. Okay, I can go there now. And just I mean, say, to be fair, I think Rachel spoiled it for you. In the original version by the doo-wop band, the Clovers, there is an additional line at the end that is not in this song, where, mm. they, where they say, I had so much fun, I'm going back again. Can't wait to see what happens with Love Potion number 10. Oh. Oh, that's good. So, wait. yeah. But hold on. So does this mean that this guy, going off of that, does this mean that this guy has gone... That this is his ninth time going to Madame Rue? I don't nine think so. Times. I don't think nine so. Nine times. I think just that Love Potion number nine, I don't know, I guess is the best one because- Right. Well, okay. So- Well, it's like every year there's a new iOS. Right. This is, <laughs> this is back in the 60s. Exactly. All they had was Love Potions. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Love Potions, I mean, was as close to Tinder as you could get. In, in right. 1964. <laughs> so, yeah, it's basically the same thing. It's, it's like an update to, to, to the old love potion. Um, right. Now it has stories for some reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it comes with a free U2 album that nobody asked for. <laughs> <laughs> I told her that I was a flop with chips. I've been this way since 1956. She looked at my palm and she made a magic sign. She said, What you need is love potion number nine. So here's I'm thinking, just to jump back to what you were saying, Rachel, I kind of feel like um, maybe she's like got a surplus of number nine. You know what yes. I mean? She's really, oh, she's yeah. really pushing nine. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Well, she also, he says that she's got a pad down on 34th and Vine selling little bottles of Love Potion number nine. I feel like that's her business model. Right. Like, all she does is just sell Love Potion number nine. So that's going to be the answer to anything. Exactly. That's, yeah, exactly. The other stuff is just, is, is for, is for flair. Yeah. It's always going to land you... with Love Potion number nine. I'm sorry. Can you tell me how to get to 35th and Vine? What you need <laughs> is Love Potion number nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just need directions. I, ju- I have not updated my phone just, to have tell the me, newest. Just tell me left or right. Potion. That's it. <sighs> I just need to validate my parking. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what love potion number nine is. But if you could just stamp this, that would be awesome. I just just to go way back for a second. I the song does say Madame Rue. Yeah, and they rhyme it with tooth. Okay. Was there not an opportunity to call her Madame Ruth? <laughs> Right. Well, I guess, I, you know, I, yeah. I don't want to broach this subject because as we've already discussed, it's a little uncomfortable. But at the time when you could say words like gypsy and mean like a person who does magic, um, was that like a common name? You know what I mean? Like, is that like, uh, you know, Rue? or I'm just saying like, oh, you know, Madam Rue. Like, I don't know. Like, what, 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 you know what I'm talking about. Like, I, I mean, it sounds, I, I think Madam Rue sounds more mysterious than madam ruth right i just ruth sounds like what baby ruth turned into i guess after she grew up (laughs) i get what i'm what i'm trying to ask is is madam rue the magic gypsy equivalent of like calling a british butler jeeves like it was just the name that was associated with it or or not i don't know i mean 
I'll say this. I do agree with Michael. I don't understand the, the rhyming of rue and tooth, but I do know the idea of madam is sure. that, that is drawn to that old, you know, that, that, that stereotype mythical, yes. uh, uh, mystical, mystic. Absolutely. Um, I'd like to say I don't need to look at his palm and I don't need to make a magic sign. <laughs> I can tell you why he's a flop because he keeps calling them chicks. Right. Maybe stop. Maybe yeah. start with not calling them chicks. Right. And see if you don't flop then. Yeah. Like he's you know if you're just walking up and being like hey chicks uh, yeah. how's it going and he's like why am I a flop well you know what but but here's the other thing too this is all for show because she looks at my palm and she made a magic sign how do you know the sign is magic what kind of sign right is she making also why is she looking at your palm because that's your future that has nothing to do with how you're how you're doing with chicks so uh not not this is all for show i don't believe any of this Dan's- <laughs> is happening Dan-, dan is upset that the science of palm reading is not correct in this well, song <laughs> this- he has his masters in it and he's furious i'm just saying uh because it, the other i'm gonna i'm gonna get there later but i have a big problem with this song and when we get to it i'm gonna bring it up but I, i'm building up to that right now uh, with my my issue well, I would with just, this song, I'd like to say in his defense, mm-hmm. he is a farmer, and <laughs> the go on the chickens on his farm, yeah, do not respect him, mm-hmm. and they haven't since 1956. Right. Uh. And he is asking for farming farming advice. Well, you you do um with your uh <laughs> ridiculous pointless statement, you do bring up <laughs> one good point. Which is what happened before 1956? Was he was he like a real ladies' he man? He was doing great. He was doing great right before that. <laughs> he was he was knocking it out of the park. Uh, He's like Madame Rue. <laughs> 1955 was my year. Yeah, it was stellar. I was. I got a spot a sports almanac. <laughs> <laughs> I was firing on all cylinders. But ever since then, uh, yeah. So it goes all the way back to 1956. Um, and yeah, and again, I feel like, you know, she she definitely, like, probably got, like, like a giant bottle of La Potion number nine down at, like, Costco. Yeah. That she's breaking up into, like, little <laughs> bottles, you know, and she's, she's just, she's, she's a reseller. It. That's the thing. Yeah, she's a reseller. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, but that big bottle of Love Potion number nine is not for resale. It says it right on it. I right know, on it. But, Michael, And I it mean, comes in a set. You can't split it up. Right, that's why she, well, that's why she's putting it in, in like, little bottles. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's why she's putting it in the sink to make it seem like it's her doing, but it's not. We all know it. It's the Kirkland brand love potion number nine. Everyone knows it. <laughs> you get it? It's right on. It's on the shelf, aisle fifteen, sure. right yeah. next to uh, the big bucket of mac and cheese. Mm. Mm. It's called Love Potion Letter G. Everybody <laughs> knows the same thing, though. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. She bent down and turned around and gave me a wink Said I'm gonna make it up right here in the sink It smelled like turpentine and looked like Indian ink I held my nose, I closed my eyes, I took a drink I didn't know if it was day or night I started kissing everything inside But when I kissed the cow down on 34 and So now it says she bent down and turned around and gave me a wink. 
at this point, it's like, is she Santa Claus? What is she doing? <laughs> yeah. Touch what? your finger to your nose and up you go up the chimney? What is happening? Gave me a wink. There's no one else here. Who are you trying to like, huh? Right? I'm going to make love potion number nine. Yeah, I know. You got it. You told me. I don't understand what any of this has to do with. What are you doing? Um, Go ahead. Is this it? But- or and because my question is, is this part of it? Is this part of the mystical, uh, you know, movements she has to make to right. to make it? Is she bending down to pick something up off the ground, or is she trying <laughs> to be know. all sexy? I can't figure it out. I think she lost a contact lens. Yeah, <laughs> that's why she's she's not winking. She's, she's just yeah. blinking. Yeah, or maybe she got like, she's like I, she got like I can't see I see it. It's check the floor, look under your feet, because yeah. I don't see it under. <laughs> you think maybe she got like lemon juice in her eye or something? And she's just trying to like yeah. blank it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so she bent down. In my head, I was. She was eating head, a salad trying... during this whole thing. and Yeah. There was, in my, there was in my head, I was trying to figure out when I was listening to this song before. I was trying to picture what that looked like. Right, exactly. It, it, I feel. Like the, it could be that they were in the song trying to make it seem like she was being a little sexy, but in my head, there's really not a lot of way to make it se- look sexy. Like it, it's it's very awkward. You're bending down, you're turning around, you're giving a little wink, but then you're putting stuff in a sink. It's not. It's it's. This is. If somebody did this at a shop now, I'd leave. I mean that that <laughs> I never thought that I never thought it, that she was trying to look sexy. Um, my question is, she bent down and turned around, right? So is she turning around while she's bent bent over? I don't know. Or or is she bending over and then standing <laughs> back up and turning around? Not clear. But trying to turn around while you're bent over would not only be awkward, but would just look ridiculous. Like what? Are, yes. What are you doing? And then being like. Ho wink at the end. You'd be like, what? Because <laughs> it sounds like she's doing the hokey pokey. Right. And, but I think what That's they the mean thing. is I like. I think they were trying to make this song into one of those 50s dance songs. Ooh. Mm. Bend down, like turn this around, was, have a wink. Yeah. yeah. Boot scoot and boogie. This, um, <laughs> yeah, this was, this. they wanted to turn this into like the holly gully or something. Um, so again, like I, if someone did that, I would be like, do you need medical attention? Should I call someone? Um, <laughs> but then she said, I'm going to make it up right here in the sink. Second question. Do you not have a bowl or a cut? Mixing things in a sink does not work because there's a no. hole in the bottom where all the stuff goes. And even if you stop it up, there's a, there's, you've put other stuff in the sink. You, 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 yeah. you need, don't make it in the sink. You've got to have a bowl or a cauldron or something. Making it in the sink is just lazy and weird. Um, is the only thing I got. Somebody say. call somebody call OSHA because I don't think that this is following health regulations. <laughs> At that point in the song, he goes outside. It's like you got to see, lady. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. man. I'm not, um, I'm not gonna drink anything out of that sink. There's a mop so, sitting in it. Like this is a utility <laughs> sink. <laughs> You could at least just take the mop out first. I mean, God. Make an effort. Ew, you also have your dishes in there? Like, get two sinks. Yeah. I know why this smells like turpentine. Because you poured turpentine <laughs> in this sink. That is the reason why. Also, are you connected to the dog groomers next door? Are you also grooming dogs in that sink? <laughs> this is an all-purpose sink. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> One sink for the whole block. So uh, it smelled like turpentine and looked like Indian ink. I, I Again, I think because it's a mix of turpentine and Indian yes. ink. Um, but I held my nose. I closed my eyes. I took a drink. If someone bent down, turned around, winked at me, and then made something that smelled like turpentine and Indian ink in a sink, uh, I'm going to tell you what I'm not going to do. Uh, I'm not going to drink it. I'm just going to I'm gonna say that. Uh, so whatever happens next is totally on this guy. Because yes. uh, the, the universe is desperately trying to tell you, don't do this. Uh, there's <laughs> multiple reasons why you shouldn't do this, and yet he's still... He still did it. Um, so now he says, I didn't know if it would day or night. I started kissing everything in sight. But when I kissed a cop down on 34th and Vine, he's only got one block. Let's keep that in mind. No, it's the same block. Is it? Oh, I thought he it was, was right outside. Oh, right. You're right, right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. He hasn't even made it down the block. Right, right. So he's right. He's always right in front of the place. So by the way, well, that's okay. So why did I kiss a cop down 34th and Vine? He broke my little bottle of love potion number nine. Okay. This is where my, the big problem I have with this song, the big problem I've always had with this song, the big problem that I had this, with this song when I heard it when I was a kid. Um, and I know a lot of times I reference, like, ever since I was a kid, I thought X. And you might have this vision of me that I, as a child, I spent most of my time being angry or confused about songs. And uh, you, you, you would be right. That's that's yeah. th- that is how I spend most of most of my childhood. But the thing that that o- is also your adulthood. Here's the thing I always. Dro- <laughs> here's the thing that drove me crazy crazy about this song. So a love potion is a potion that you take, and then other people, presumably the object of your affection, falls in love with you. Mm-hmm. Or conversely, a potion that you give to someone else that makes them fall in love with you. None of those things happen. No. <laughs> Not even close. She gave him love potion number nine, which was supposed to help him with chicks, right? And all it did was he had a drug trip and kissed a cop. How is that? That is that is not a love potion. That is, is yeah. drugs. That's what she gave him. She just gave him drugs. <laughs> it's just acid. I could have done that. I didn't need to go to a special place. To get crazy drugs. This is not a love potion, lady. You didn't miss a street. You didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't happen. This doesn't help at all. I'm is, now is there... most likely arrested. And I, again, I didn't even get a block. I'm right outside. Go ahead. Is there a chance that she gives him this little bottle of love potion number nine to hold? She turns around to take the drain out of the drain stopper out of the sink, and right. she says, "And now I'll tell you what to do with this potion." Did you just drink that? <laughs> oh, you didn't drink did you, it. Did you? You're not supposed to drink. Did you drink the whole thing? You're supposed to put two <laughs> drops in somebody's <laughs> glass of wine. What did you do? Okay, do you I've... not know how these things work? What do you just take a sip of anything anybody gives you? I wow. figured out your second problem. Stop calling people chips and stop just <laughs> drinking things at random. Okay, um, this is a problem. That is a topical solution. Uh, you're definitely <laughs> not supposed to drink it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, we got to- That re- is sink cleaner, and I needed you to hold that for me while I empty out the sink. And now I'm going to so make clean the love sink potion number nine. you love potion number nine. Wait, where did the, where, where did the sink cleaner go? You didn't, you didn't, no, you didn't drink that, right? I mean, 
It smells what kind like an idiot would drink that. It smells like turpentine. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you're not going to drink it, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think this is on him. So he, I think he he drinks it down, and she goes, "Well, I don't know what it's going to do, but yeah. that is not meant for it. That that's for external use only. <laughs> it says it right like on the really little external, bottle, really external, like the sink. Um, yeah. My second question is. If this keeps happening, I mean, she must be a known quantity to the police, right? I mean, she is, like, drugging people and then putting them back out on the street. I mean, is the cop just waiting yeah. there? Like, does he know this is going to happen? And is she possibly in league with the cop on the other it's like side? like a sting of operation? Yeah. Is this, like, uh, what's not, uh, not a sting? So what's the- For um, him to make his quota? What's the, where they, like, entrapment. Is this entrapment? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's just waiting outside so we can arrest another crazy drug addict. And like you said, he's going to meet his quota for the month. So. I don't know. I feel like this is the first bottle she's ever sold. <laughs> this, is, this is not a real good business. That's a good point. Like I, f- I finally did it. <laughs> Someone finally bought it. Um, yeah. And again, never, so it, it always killed me uh, every time I listen to the song. The fact that, like, it, it, this is not a love potion. And it, that's no. never that's never mentioned in the song that this is not what he asked for. He wanted help no. getting getting uh, girls, and instead he's like all loopy, uh, kissing police yeah. officers. The B side of kissing this song, everything. Well, yeah, the B side of the oh, song yeah. is "What is your return policy?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, he kisses everything. This is not a love potion. This is a potion that turns you into a perv. Right. Well, I mean, that's going to help you less with chicks. But when he says kissing everything, does he mean like, I kiss the door, I kiss the window, I kiss the sidewalk, I kiss the Dan, parking meter? Everything inside. What's I'm saying? <laughs> Again, everything. Not a love potion. Yeah, it's I called. Mean, he loves lamp. I mean, <laughs> it's called. It's called taking e. Right. It's exactly. Like, that's it. That's all it is. That's she, it. She invented ecstasy. F- 40 years too early. Right. This is this all took place at Club Madame Rue. <laughs> That's right. She's yeah, like yeah. take this she's like take this potion, take this pacifier, you're going to have a great night. Get <laughs> right, some right. lollipops, it's going to be good. I'll be over here blinking the lights. <laughs> Here's the second thing I invented. Uh it's called techno and I I really hope you're going to enjoy this. Here we go. <laughs> This is gonna yeah. happen. This is gonna happen for the next twelve hours. Just FYI, you might not be ready for it, but your kids are gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's kind of it. Um, he broke yeah. my little. He, well, he says he broke my little bottle of love potion number nine. Is there more liquid in the bottle? Perhaps if he had finished the bottle, maybe the love potion would have taken over. Maybe it's one of those things. Where he oh. didn't he didn't complete the the whole yeah he does he took a drink he didn't finish the whole bottle maybe that's we don't know what how big happens. this bottle was this could have right. been two liters yeah it's a lot of love potion I mean they do say it's a little bottle but yeah it's a quite that's yeah. obviously that's a relative term uh so how how big is the little bottle and again if he didn't finish the whole thing um right you know what I mean he's halfway through maybe that's what it is yeah yeah. That's like when you're supposed to, like when they give you medicine and you're supposed to finish it even though you feel better, but you're supposed to take the mm-hmm. whole, the whole, the whole bottle. Uh, maybe he did not, maybe he didn't, he only got halfway through and then stopped. Yeah. He's like, um, he didn't read like the little stickers on the side, like do right. not operate heavy machinery. Right. Take with the meal. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So a little winky face. Um. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, yeah. And so, and what do we think this cop is thinking when this dude comes out of Madame Rose and just walks up and kisses him on the mouth? Is he thinking A? Ugh, Madame Rose at it again. Is he thinking hmm, B? I hope this doesn't awaken something inside of me. Um, <laughs> am I enjoying this too much? But it might be something he's thinking. Um, or he's just thinking, I'm just gonna take this bottle and smash it because yeah. this is where the source of the power comes from. I mean, first of all, th- uh, if he's gonna arrest this guy, that's evidence. You you can't you can't smash you can't that. destroy that evidence. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, what is the deal? Right. You can't just grab and smash people's things. Well. Oh, this this uh this was actually the Hulk. Hulk you know, Hulk cop Hulk smash. smash. Sure. That's well, Hulk right. cop smash. Sure. Hulk cop smash. Well, I I do think seeing as this was 1964, uh, Dan, to your point, there um. You know, like we're reading it as he started kissing everything in sight, and then he kissed a cop who is an authority figure who does not who was not expecting this. This mm-hmm. is, you're on some sort of substance. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. going to smash this bottle. Mm-hmm. In 1964, I think it was like a little hidden joke of like, you guys, he kissed everything, including another man. Right. Could you? Yes. And that is imagine. Yes. hilarious. Can you imagine? That never happens. Well, that's, I mean, there is, the, at some point that flips, right? But there is the, the, the old trope in, in, things from this time and before of just like the idea of two men being together. It was just so funny. Like even out, like my point being like outside of that, like there's Mm -hmm. in, um, in like March of the wooden soldiers when like they, they get married, like when they get married and then like Stan Laurel, you know, turns out to be the bride. And then they're like, well, you're, you guys are married. Like you have to go home with him. And he's like, no, go home with him like it just good and again it's like could you imagine <laughs> two men getting married right. what an insane concept like it, that's hilarious yeah is it's definitely in that realm of yeah. like yeah yeah it's it's all it's that and like the clear understanding that this is a male police officer right yes yeah there's no way this is a female police officer Right. It's not entering anybody's I mean, they, mind they do say he he broke my little bottle of love potion number nine oh, that's but, true like, that's true but the but it's that would never enter the equation. Yeah, to think like, is this a man or a woman? It's a man, right? Right. Yeah. 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 And you guys, life was real different back then, <laughs> <laughs> sixty years ago. Right. Is well, right? sixty years ago, fifty, whatever. Yeah. Close enough. Give um, or take. And yeah, I mean, and again, I, I, I mean, I definitely think this song is a, a way of sneaking some drug references. Uh, perhaps past a slightly naive audience, uh, because again, all he does is do drugs. There's no, there's nothing else right. here. This is a song about a guy who does drugs. <laughs> Literally, that's it, and that's it. That's all that happens. The end. That's, doesn't go back is, to Madame Rue. No, doesn't nope. go back to a, a a chick of any kind. Right, and then I th- yeah it. exactly, and there's yeah there's no reference of like. You know, oh, I I met a girl, or you know, I felt different. Nope, he's he's just on drugs, like or yep. or like you know, a thing of like coming through the other side of this experience. Now I understand women or anything. Nope, he just did drugs. Yeah, that's no. it. 
um, I when I listen to this drugs song, drugs are the inciting incident. They are the climax, and they are the resolution <laughs> of this story. Exactly. Right. Uh, when I listen to this song today, and I've heard this song my entire life, when I listen to this song today, and it got to, and it got to the end, I thought to myself, "Did this cut off early? Right? Is this this is the whole song? This is <laughs> the whole thing that happens? That's it? I could have sworn there was more to it. Yeah. The answer is no. There is not. This no. is it. <laughs> no, he can, the, it's a the, tight. It's a tight two minutes and <laughs> the end. He drinks something he should have drank. Uh, he freaks out and he uh, sexually assaults a cop um, who yeah. breaks his bottle. Um, what happens after that, we don't know. But that is, that is the, the beginning and end of the story. The 60s, I mean, am my, I right? My only guess is he goes back to his farm <laughs> and the chickens on the farm respect him. Yeah. Yeah. He has a real sit down with the chickens. Since the early 50s. Right, right. Well, and it, it, because he's, you know. He's like, listen, guys, I kissed a cop. And they're like, whoa, okay, all right. We don't want any yeah. trouble, man. You guys, I had a day. <laughs> what a And they were like, day. tell us the story. Yeah. And this is the bar I was going to say where, again, I think the original version pointed even more heavily to the drug angle where they say, I was going to go back and get love potion number 10. So they're enjoying uh, being uh, in this state. They're, they're, they're having a road, just a good old time on their crazy drug trip. That is definitely not a love potion, uh, in in any discernible way. Yeah, I'm gonna guess that I'm gonna guess that part of the love potion number nine is that you forget that you took love potion number nine, so you just keep coming back for more love. It's potion like Fight Club nine. that way. That's right. Well, it's not the yeah. Well, Fight Club is more. You're not supposed to talk about Fight Club. It's not that you don't right. remember Fight Club. Oh, yeah. That makes more sense. Right. This, yeah. I, I think. It, I think this is yeah. This is a, is a forget-me-now. Well, he doesn't say anything about payment. So I think we can all agree right. that the first bottle of Love Potion number nine is free. Free. But then once, they, once you're hooked, that's yep. how they get you. Then mm-hmm. you got to pay for Love Potion number nine. So, um, all right. This is just a, the, a timeless tale of a guy who enjoys doing drugs, much like the Rodgers and Hammerstein song, I Enjoy Being a Girl. This is about a guy who enjoys doing drugs. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> this, that was actually what that song was originally intended to be. And they were like, nope, you know what? Let's throw this to Lieber and Stoller, see if they, if they can do anything <laughs> with it. Nah, yeah. We'll do something else. Um, yeah. All right. Let's do Expanded Universe. Expanded Universe. And I would just say, I mean, I think obviously, you know, Madame Rue is Cher's character from from Gypsy's Trans Thieves. Or since it's unclear uh, what uh, time period that's happening in, perhaps this is the daughter, right, that Cher has. Oh. Oh. Well, I think we could make it a... Um... You know, take three steps. Okay. So if the daughter from Gypsy Stramps and Thieves mm-hmm. uh, later could become from another share song that we did, Dark Lady. Mm. <gasps> yes. And Dark Lady is Madame Rue. Well, what I. That's okay. right. I That's like that. That's right. Dark Lady, she, this is her whole matmajama. She's mystical to a, to a fault almost. <laughs> um, well, what I was going to say was. Real big fault. Is yeah. is is Love Potion number nine a rebranding of Doctor Good? 
right? Because he he sells oh. he sold a couple of bottles of Doctor Good, so maybe Love it's... Potion Number Nine is is the new Coke, right? Of... <laughs> yes, it's, it's it's Crystal Doctor Good. <laughs> sure, it's Crystal Doctor Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I was just thinking, is uh, Dog from the the main character from uh, uh, Mama Told Me Not to Come? Is he on Love Potion Number Nine? Because he's seen lots of crazy stuff. Oh, that's right. Is that what he gets? Wait, was into? it him or was it everybody else at the party who was? <laughs> oh no, we did. We did yeah, I mean they could. Well, we did determine that he. He's definitely on something. Yeah, so... I thought it was just T. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's maybe that's uh, you know maybe they made T in the same sink and it got mixed in there. Right. That's right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Any other any other connections I can think of? Uh, no, I mean, this is, this, this stands quite, quite a lot on its own, <laughs> this bizarre song. I mean, any of our other Halloween I mean, it's, songs? It's this and Cher. Yeah, uh, I mean, Madame, Madame Rue's, Madame Rue's catering the Monster Mash. Yeah, sure. You think she's at the Monster Mash? <laughs> you know? Well, in the beginning of the Monster Mash, you do hear those potions and... Yeah, that's right. That's right. Laboratory sounds. Maybe that's where she's getting it from. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like she could have learned how to make Love Potion number nine somewhere on Copperhead Road. Mm. Oh. Oh, that yeah, could yeah. be. See? Yeah. No. They're like, this is bath this is bathtub moonshine, but if you want something a little more compact, you could just make it on in a sink. Sure. That's fine. <laughs> exactly. Whatever you have, make it your own, you know? Right. Uh all right. I think we can uh, leave it there. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Hey, wait. Do you think that Love yeah. Potion number nine is what brought Frosty the Snowman to life? No. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> Anything. Just, try, just trying to do think of all the songs that you've done. Bob Dylan, American Shakespeare, brought to you in conjunction with Crystal Pier Records. Each episode, we focus on one of Bob Dylan's officially released albums. We have two distinct rules. Number one, we listen to the whole album. And number two, we don't skip any tracks. Hopefully, we rediscover the excitement we felt when listening to these albums for the first time. We're going in chronological order, so we also get a flavor of how Dylan's career unfolded. While listening, we try to consider Dylan's influence alongside that other great cultural touchstone, William Shakespeare. It's a lot of fun, and we hope that you'll join the many listeners that have already tuned in via Spotify, Apple, and all the usual listening platforms. You can find us on Twitter by searching at Dylan American. See you soon. All right, we're back. It's time for story behind the story. How did this uh, story come to be? How did it come into our lives? Yeah, and uh, and haunt us every uh, <laughs> roughly October twentieth through uh, the thirty first. Um, <laughs> well, uh, first of all, Love Potion number nine was written by Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller in nineteen fifty nine. Uh, now, Lieber and Stoller uh, were legendary songwriters who uh, were the primary songwriters for Elvis Presley, writing songs like Jailhouse Rock and Hound Dog and co-writing Stand By Me with Benny King. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, most, but who cares? But most, who cares importantly, about that? Who cares about that? most importantly, wrote the song, Pearl's a Singer. Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah. She made it back. Way to go, Pearl. <laughs> Thank you, Lieber. 
thank you, Stoller, and thank you, whoever put together Lieber and Stoller, <laughs> because without them, we would not have Pearl's a singer. That's right. Uh, All Michael, those I- other songs can <laughs> go away, but life could not go on without Pearl's a singer. Yeah. Uh, Michael, in my notes here, I left a little note if you wanted to uh, expand on Lever and Stoller, because I know you're you're a fan. Uh, so is there anything you wanted to add here? Um, I'm a fan, but not like one that can improvise on. Oh, I was just I was just saying, you know, if, you, if there was anything, <laughs> just anything I didn't mention that you wanted to to bring up, but. Um, uh, I mean, okay. we must have spoken uh, no, about they're, we, they're we must have spoken we about them. We talked about them pretty yeah. extensively. That's true. Um, in the Pearls of Singer episode, so because what for else are you going to Several reasons I recommend listening to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I could give you a list of songs that they wrote. No, that's fine. Um, for more on Lieber and Stoller, check your local library. <laughs> Smokey Joe's Cafe is a right. Broadway oh, musical. Oh, yes, yes. Well, uh, we, yeah, we spoke about all this. Yeah. Songs. Um, yeah, yeah they're, they're legendary songwriters who... Well, I mean, the fact that they've come up twice now, I mean, I think shows yeah. sure. how kind of legendary they are. Um, they've come up just, twice and, in two of their like lesser known songs. Yeah, right. you know but these are not the huge Lieber and Stoller hits. But it's also this isn't the only two times we've spoken about Lieber and Stoller, is it? Because I feel like they've come up in like uh, tangentially in other episodes. Well, we definitely talked about Hound Dog in in the right. bonus episode, so that might be another yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. But and I'm sure they've come up before, um, in other in other contexts. But Okay, so they wrote the song in 1959, and it was originally recorded by the Clovers uh, as an R&B doo-wop song, and it hit, which hit number 23 on the U.S. Hot 100 in November of 1959. Uh, the Clovers were a rhythm and blues doo-wop group, um, which is reflected in their version. And I'm going to say this. I listened to the Clovers version, which I was not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's better. I think it's better yeah? than the Searchers version. Yeah, I definitely. I, I think but this it's is just, the one that was the hit. Which one? The Clovers or the Searchers? The Searchers. I mean, the Clovers, like I said, it hit number 23 on the R&B. So it wasn't like, I mean, on the Hot 100. So it, you know, it was, it was a hit. Like, it was around, but it wasn't. The Searchers version was definitely big. Um, but I think, I think actually the, the kind of more like doo-wop vocal group uh, fits the song a little better. I told her that I was a flop with chicks I've been this way since 1956 She looked at my palm and she made a magic sign She said what you need is love potion number nine So as I said, as I mentioned, the single version of the Clovers had an alternate ending I started kissing everything in sight I had so much fun that I'm going back again I wonder what happened Love Potion number 10. That was only on the single version. The album version, it fades out with them saying Love Potion number 9, just like the Searchers mm. version does. See, that's, that's... I like that ending a lot. Yes. Like, there's a little bit of a twist. There's It gives you a little bit of an indication of what happens next. Right. Right. There, There's more to the story, and there's more to kind of interpret. Yes. Well, and I think, honestly, it makes the sort of more ridiculous elements make a bit more sense or fit better together when you're like, oh, I see. That's like a, that's a punchline. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get it. It's like, it's all kind of a joke as opposed to without that. It's like, what is happening in this song? <laughs> like this seems, right. this seems crazy. 
Um, but from now, from what I read, Michael, unless I'm wrong, the Clover's version is what's in American Graffiti. Um, which would make okay. sense because I think that's a, I could be totally wrong. Well, I think that is because I didn't know make, that there were multiple. It versions does make of more song. sense probably for the time period, doesn't it? For I think sixty four was probably was too to late. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's supposed to be. I think graffiti is either like fifty nine or sixty. I think so. Um, but anyway, yeah. So when it takes place, that's yes. yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's made yeah. in the seventies, but it's supposed to take place. Uh, and I, I again, I think late fifties, early sixties. So, um. Anyway, so uh, the Searchers were a British invasion band who emerged in the early 1960s. Uh, they have the distinction of being the second band from Liverpool uh, to score a top 20 hit with their cover of Needles and Pins uh, when it hit number 13 in March of 1964. Anyone guess the first band from Liverpool to, mm. to hit the top of the chart? Yeah. Any, anyone want to guess? It. Anyone want to guess? No. Uh, they were second only to the Beatles <laughs> uh, as being a band from Liverpool. Uh, to to be in the top twenty, so their cover of Needles and Pins hit number thirteen in March of nineteen sixty four. Like I said, uh, just a side note: that song was co-written by Sonny Bono. So, ah, oh. good old Sonny. There you go. Uh, the so- Searchers mostly did covers, um, and their other hits included "Sweets for My Sweet," which was originally recorded by the Drifters. Sweets for my sweet and sugar for my honey. Don't Throw Your Love Away, which is originally by the Orions. Don't throw your love away. No, 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 no. Don't throw your love away for you. This, this is the part where I'm edit Right now I'm editing in uh, those songs. So the people, <laughs> yep. the, the nice people at home can hear them. Don't throw your dreams away. No, no, no. There were uh, multiple lineup changes over the years, uh, but for Love Potion number nine, the group members were John McNally, Mike Pender, Chris Curtis, and Tony Jackson. Um, and the Searchers got their name from the 1956 Western, The Searchers, which was directed by John Ford and starred John Wayne. So wow. just right from, there's a movie called The Searchers. Yeah. They're called The Searchers. No, no, like <laughs> changing it a little bit to make it a little different. That's nope. it. Just that was it. Just directly from the movie, and they thought a song like "Love Potion Number Nine really encapsulated what the Searchers stood for. Yeah. Well, how do you think John Ford and John Wayne (laughs) felt about that? I'm gonna be. I don't want to be mean to the Searchers, Uh, but reading everything about their history, basically they were a band. Uh, like literally the Wikipedia is like every month somebody's leaving and someone else is coming in. But they were a band that was bouncing around England and they were from Liverpool and they were doing, mm-hmm. you know, bar, bar shows, doing covers or whatever. And much like what happened with some Seattle bands in the 90s, uh, the Beatles broke in America and the A&R guys went to England and... Liverpool and places like that, and we're like, yeah, what do you got? <laughs> because, yeah, uh, I was gonna say, for what again, I think the searchers were just kind of like, what we can be millionaires, okay, sure, whatever you say. <laughs> they did not seem like their hearts were were that into it, and like I said, uh, like literally every you know, just people coming in and out of the band, uh, yep. it was it was not a uh, not, not again not a uh, 
we're all in this together, band of brothers. We're gonna go conquer America, <laughs> sort of thing. Um, there was no, yeah. there was no final concert on top of a building somewhere. No, no, no unfortunately, no, huh? no. no. I mean, there might have been, but I just don't think anyone. Nobody cares. was there. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were next door to the Beatles. Uh, yeah, they had that... to like break in and and climb <laughs> sure. onto the building. They weren't asked to be on the roof. That's just the only place they could go. Sure, but yeah, there was a concert, but it was on the roof of a Home Depot, and their their instruments weren't even plugged in. It was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. empty parking lot. But it definitely felt like you know managers and stuff being like, "Hey, this you're gonna sing this song, uh, and it's gonna be released here." And they were like, "Great, are you paying us? Sounds good." <laughs> um, so what's what's I mean, what's another name? We're gonna call ourselves uh, Rio Bravo. No, that's a, okay. We'll call it, whatever whatever movie you got. I don't care. <laughs> Um, it, which is funny because I had a, a band not too long ago that was called The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Sure. So. Yeah, that's sure. right. It was just the first John Wayne movie I could find. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you do. You name your band after the first John Wayne movie that you could find when you're yeah. looking for a name of the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it reminds me, you guys remember the band that I had um, in, the, in the early 2000s, which was called Matrix Revolutions. Um, and mm. I, was pretty, I was pretty excited about that one. Um, yeah, John Wayne was great in that movie. <laughs> so, uh, you'll remember I uh, I named my band after I walked past a blockbuster once and uh, <laughs> <laughs> looked in the window and was like, the first thing I see, that's how I want to name it. You know my band, Snowcaps are ninety are two ninety nine. <laughs> that's the first thing I saw in the blockbuster. Absolutely. Um, Be kind. Rewind. So now. From 1964, we're going to jump to 1992, uh, where the title of the- <laughs> Nothing happened in between. Well, the title of this song was borrowed for a romantic comedy starring Tate Donovan and Sandra Bullock. And here is the description of the movie from Wikipedia. The story is about a love potion that enables a person to make people of the opposite sex become completely infatuated with them. And do you know what I call that? What a love potion does! That's yep. what a yes. love potion is! <laughs> yeah. That's not what happens in the song! It's so obviously so when they were making weird. the movie, they were like, oh, we need to make this movie about a love potion. And that's what they that's what a love potion is. So I mean they li- they literally just took the title. They probably didn't even listen to the song. They were probably just like, oh, love potion number nine. Got right. it. This is what it does. And then halfway through writing the movie, they listened to the song and they were like, <laughs> should we rewrite the movie? No, no, because this song makes no sense. Because what story? I or, mean, if you rewrite the movie uh, based on the song, you've written the movie Train Spotting because it's about a guy who does a lot of drugs. <laughs> right. So, yeah. no, it yeah. would be a the different title, movie. Yeah, the title of the song was the inspiration for the movie uh, Love Potion Number 9. The content of the <laughs> sure. song was the inspiration for Train Spotting. Absolutely. Or maybe, maybe they heard the song and they were like, we... We've got to fix this. We should we <laughs> yeah, should write something true. that fixes this. But uh, I think we need like feature length to yeah. to to do this. We need we need a solid two hours. Right. Somebody on, get me Tate on the Donovan. big screen. <laughs> <laughs> and an unknown Sandra Bullock. Uh, yeah. It's crazy how Tate Donovan was probably the draw in 1992. 100. Oh, 100. He was. Yeah. 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 Was this one of Sandra Bullock's first movies? I mean, in 92, it has to be because... Yeah. It's I mean, pre-speed. Yeah, it's pre-speed. 
It's pretty the net. That's another movie about drugs. Uh, <laughs> sure. It's <laughs> a good point. Um, it uh, yeah. That's uh, Sandra Bullock takes love potion number nine, and then is convinced that the bus uh, is gonna is gonna blow up. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, on Ron, uh, on Ron Tomatoes, she takes love potion number nine. She's at a transit museum. Like this bus is going too fast. Like, <laughs> this bus hasn't moved in fifty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on Ron Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of twenty five percent, based on uh, the review of twelve critics, and it made a total of seven hundred and fifty four thousand dollars at the domestic box office. My point being mm. that uh, the popularity of this song was not enough to. Uh, to 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 make this into a hit. Sorry, everybody. Nope. Sorry, everybody. Um, well, you take a two minute song and turn it into a two hour movie. Yeah. Uh. Well, yes. Well, the, they didn't, Michael. Once again, they were like, "This." <laughs> they took this, a two minute song, fixed it. Song cannot be. This movie cannot be about the song because the song's not about anything. So we're just going to have this be about a love potion. Against this, <laughs> guys. This is so. But everyone knows what a love potion is. And the, and the song that's the most famous song about a love potion is not about a love potion. Um, <laughs> drives me crazy. Uh, so that's really about it. Um, I mean, the searchers just kind of fizzled out uh, yeah. after this. Um, and uh, this song, this is a fun novelty song that would have been forgotten about if not for the Halloween industrial complex. Um, and, so you, <laughs> and so you hear it every year. Uh, or American Graffiti. Sure, I mean, yeah, or yeah. Sandra Bullock, absolutely, right. Um, so, so, so that's all those things. But yeah, I mean, again, we've we've talked about it many times. But if you're gonna uh, have a song, try to have it connected to a holiday, because after they play, uh, you know, Thriller and uh, uh, what other songs do they play at Halloween? Monster Mash. They play Monster Mash and Thriller. Somebody's watching me. Somebody's watching me. They got it's, they got to play something else, guys. The party still. Right. We still got another hour of this party. So. I'll play the Ghostbusters theme, and then I'll play Love Potion number nine, and everything's going to be fine. So uh, if you want to stay around, just kind of hanging around uh, in the public consciousness, uh, have a song about that's attached to a holiday, because somebody's yeah. going to play it somewhere. Look, um, there's a real short Halloween party. We've got four songs to play. Right. Make a round around the room, grab your candy, get out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right, that's it. Uh, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Want to be a part of the podcast? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help other people find the podcast. And if you do, we'll read it on the podcast. Podcast, podcast, podcast. The word has lost all meaning. Podcast. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Uh, Rachel, let's start with you. What lesson mm-hmm. did you learn from Love Potion number nine? Uh, I'm going to say this. Just like with a pharmacy, if you mm-hmm. go to Madame Rue, you have to check the pamphlet about uh, potion interaction, mm-hmm. like drug interaction. <laughs> it sure. could be that this guy had grapefruit beforehand, and that'll mess with you. If you take Love Potion number nine and grapefruit, yeah. It's going to mess with you. That'll make you kiss everything in sight. It's just not going to work right. <laughs> right. You People think they know what they're taking and how it's going to interact, how your love potion is going to interact, but you don't know. You got to read be the inserts. You got to read it. Read that's why the they give it to you. That's why, why they have you. That's why Madame Rue has you sign off on it. 
Right, right. Saying you understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't uh, want her. She doesn't want her license no. taken away. Her mystical no, no. license taken away. <laughs> sure. <laughs> her crazy love potion license. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great, guys. You got it. You get when you're when you are given uh, drinks that smell like turpentine. That someone mm-hmm. made in a sink after spinning around on the ground and winking at you. Right. Uh, gotta read those pamphlets, guys. Gotta read those Got pamphlets. To. Got gotta to. be careful. Gotta be careful yeah. with that. Um, here's what I'm gonna say. And this might seem obvious, but I think it's a good lesson. Um, if you want, you know, you don't want to work very hard, but you do want a good job with uh benefits and a pension, um, go to the police academy, become a police officer, and just stand in front of Madame Ruse. Um, I don't know, like, you know, love potion number nine, love potion number eight, love potion number four, like they all do different stuff, but basically just wait outside. Guy's going to walk out just to rest him. Uh, and you meet your quota and just like, it's, it's like a super easy, just a super easy job. You got your monthly quota in like three days. Right. That's what I'm saying. And then you can just chill for the rest of the month after that. So yeah. So it's nice. Just ride Uh, your horse around town. Exactly. And like I said, just a real, real Real nice, easy job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. If you want an easy job and you want a uh, a free horse, um, this is this is the way to this is the way that's to do right. it. Uh Michael, what'd you learn? A free horse and all the broken glass you can recycle. <laughs> sure. Sure. Oh yeah, well that's the other thing. Yeah. You're yeah. you're take, you're taking those broken bottles down uh, to the recycling center. You're getting the cool yeah. forty five cents. So that's, right. that's a that's a bonus. Michael, what'd you learn from this song? I learned um, Madame Rue has a fantastic business model, Mm -hmm. surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, I learned that if you, you, you're probably not doing a lot of business, Mm -hmm. but she's selling little bottles of Love Potion number nine, and there is somebody stationed right outside of her uh, business establishment that breaks those bottles. You have to keep going back in to get more bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not selling big bottles of Love Potion number nine. right. Well, so. well, that's how they, it's the, bo- you're, you're paying for the bottle. That's the, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, you're paying for the packaging 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this is before the days of free refills. Packaging and real estate. That's, that's, yeah. That's yeah, what the yeah. up charges are for. Yeah. And again, this is, this, this is the, before the days where you could go in to the Taco Bell and, you know, do, do it yourself. Like mix love potion number four with love potion number nine and just see what that <laughs> tastes like. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no refills here. So you got to keep paying for the bottles. Exactly. Nah, that's a good point. Madame Rue. Business genius. <laughs> That's right. Hey man, she's, she's looking to get a uh, a bigger pad uh, on Thirty Fourth and Vine. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Um, she's got a little pad. Yeah, she needs. Yeah, it's just a little pad. Yeah, she's gonna, she's gonna buy the pad next to her and really blow out the yeah. wall. Really yeah. expand. A lot it. of a lot of early '60s slang in this song. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Story Song Podcast. Hey, uh, if you could follow us on the socials like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, we would really appreciate it. Uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser or wherever you get your podcast, And uh, definitely check us out on uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, like we said, Pandora, where, wherever you get your podcast. Check us out. Tell your friends if you can. Uh, subscribe. Leave a review everywhere uh, and anywhere. Uh, we would certainly, we would. I would scrawl it on the wall outside your house. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. Whatever. Yeah, Whatever. but if you if you leave it somewhere where we can actually, where we can see find it, it, we'll sure. read it on the show. We will read it on the That's show. That's the thing. That's yeah. a good point. 
Uh, well, thank you guys again for listening. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cazell. Have a very spooky Halloween. And uh, <laughs> we will talk to you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. Love potion number nine. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the Story Song Dog will not stop barking. Shut up. That'll help. I'm sorry. That was me. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.